Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 25, Practical Steps to Achieve Order in Your Home. So this is going to be maybe a little longer than usual because I want to talk about two different things. Keeping order in your home through daily tasks and decluttering, and also a cleaning schedule because both are required to keep a clean, orderly home. And the first takeaway I want you to have is that what works for me and Susie Q may not work for you. This is really important because while I'll give you some options, you'll have to decide what will work for you. And you may decide something completely different than the options that I give you. But it's important to know that you have to decide. Don't keep waiting for the perfect schedule to come along and you say, oh yeah, that's what I can do. That's what I can implement. You're going to have to decide what works for your family and your schedule. And you may be tempted to say, I don't have time to sit down and think about that. Actually, you don't not have time to work on a daily schedule because it will change the tone of your home. So you need to take some time Look through the options in the download. You'll find the download at findingjoyinmotherhood.com forward slash home and plan your week and your day. All right, we're going to skip the big deep cleaning for now. That we can talk about later when we talk about seasonal or yearly cleaning. But for now, let's just get our house ordered and clean a little at a time. It's important to realize that Ordered and clean are two different routines. Order is where everything has a place and everything is in its place. And clean is, well, clean. (laughs) But they are two different things. Remember, it took time to establish the routines that aren't working for you. It will take time to establish the routines that do work for you. Take one day at a time. Seek progress, not perfection. Know that you're going to have to enforce the new routine quite a bit before everyone gets on board. Maybe before you get on board completely. If you have small children, you'll need to work with them and teach them the new routines. And you'll have to remind them at points in the day to complete their routine. You'll also find in that download how to teach your children how to clean and how to establish routines. If this is going to be a dramatic change to the way things have been in your home, it would really be a good idea to talk with your husband about the changes you want to make, why you want to make them, and where he fits in. It's a matter of justice. And depending on your husband and his habits, you may need to talk about each other's expectations of order. Help him to understand that teaching order to the kids requires both of you to live order. 
and be specific. For instance, when you come in the house, please put your shoes in the closet. Or when you finish taking a shower, please hang up your towel or whatever it is without nagging. As I mentioned in episodes 19 and 20, your husband may have not had the discipline training in keeping order. His mother may have done it all for him. So keep that in mind when you find the glass out on the countertop or socks on the floor. He's not perfect. It's not always going to be perfect. And he may not have been trained. And you're asking a grown man to turn the ship in a different direction. It may be difficult. Michael and I have struck a balance. He helps keep the rest of the house orderly and clean, often when I ask him, sometimes on his own. But then I leave him alone in his office, for the most part. (laughs) Well, I try. Um, It's really hard for me to walk by his office because he has everything where he wants it. And in my mind, it's not where it ought to be. But that's in my mind. It's where he wants it. So I have to give him that space, that that's what he takes care of. He does pick it up before company comes, but day in and day out, I just kind of have to put blinders as I walk by his office. We need to remember that as we're starting to implement new habits and routines, generally speaking, humans are lazy, and so are we. So we're trying to move inertia here. It will be difficult in the beginning, but Nothing worthwhile is easy. It will be worth it, I promise. The biggest source of stress regarding order in our home is that we don't stay on top of it daily with proven routines that are enforced every day. So your first line of attack will be to practice and teach follow-through habits. If your children are older, you might want to have a family meeting to set out your new habit requirements. Explain to them that you are not the maid. Let them know that everyone who lives in the home is responsible for keeping it dignified, orderly, and clean. I am a big believer that I am not the one totally responsible for keeping my home neat and clean. I'm the captain, but everyone in the home, in our home, is on the team. So everyone participates. Hopefully you've listened to episodes 19 and 20 about establishing your why. And I really can't stress this enough. Your why informs your mindset. If you aren't committed to the positive results of keeping an orderly clean home, you won't keep an orderly clean home. If I have the mindset that I don't think I can run a marathon, I never will. And by the way, I don't think I can, so I know that's never going to happen. But if I'm convinced that less clutter and a clean home will free my mind from stress and yelling at the kids all the time to pick up and give me an environment that will nurture me and my family, I will make the sacrifice to do it. Now, for those of you who've lived in a home that hasn't had a cleaning, decluttering schedule in so long, or maybe never, you may have forgotten or not even realized how much better it feels to have 
a chaos-free home. So if you can't believe that it will be a game changer in your home, then at least want to believe it will be a game changer. Trust me. (laughs) Trust me. I would never spend the time doing a podcast to help you have an orderly, clean home if I wasn't absolutely convinced it will change the tone of your home and eliminate a lot of stress and chaos. Give yourself a month working a little every day, delegating responsibilities every day, and see if you feel better and there is improvement in your home. Order and cleanliness is kind of a vicious cycle. The more we have, the harder it is to keep order. The more overwhelming cleaning will become. Some people prefer to begin with implementing daily and weekly cleaning schedules. That's their pain point. Others couldn't find the countertop if their life depended on it, so they need to declutter first. You decide what is important for you. The back end of this podcast is about decluttering. Both cleaning and decluttering are in the download, so check there and start where you need to begin. Both decluttering and cleaning should be done on a regular basis. If we come across something that we haven't used or is broken, we need to pitch it, get rid of it. Decide which routine you want to tackle first. Then once you feel like you have that down, begin adding in the second routine. Once I feel like the daily and weekly cleaning schedule is easy, I can begin decluttering a little at a time. Remember, and I'm going to repeat this over and over again because our natural tendency is to say, oh my gosh, I didn't do it perfectly, so I'm giving up. I obviously cannot do it. Not true. Progress over perfection. Don't give up and give in to a life that stresses you out. Our home should serve us, not enslave us. All right, if you are going to begin with the cleaning aspect first, let's talk about daily habits. What are the tasks that you need to do to have a home that you wouldn't be embarrassed if anyone dropped by? Or that you just need to have visually to feel like you're a successful, competent woman. For me, I need everyone to be responsible for their own bedroom, making their bed, picking up, putting their dirty clothes in the laundry basket. And FYI, this is a great tip. Put a laundry basket in everyone's room if you haven't already. That way, They can put their dirty clothes right in their laundry basket. And if they're old enough, they can do their own laundry. Old enough, eight. Yes, eight-year-olds can do their own laundry. If they're old enough, they can do their own laundry. If not, all you have to do is take one basket and collect all of the contents of the other baskets. Easy peasy. All right. So everyone needs to be responsible for their own bedroom and make their own bed. When they get out of the bed, turn around and make it. Same for you. Don't leave it. It takes less than 30 seconds. Turn around and make the bed and, oh my gosh, how much neater everything looks when the bed is made. Bathrooms need to be left clean. No toothpaste globs. No towels on the floor. No tissues that didn't quite make it to the garbage can. Everyone needs to leave the bathroom, turning around, looking at it, and make sure those things are done. 
pick up the main living area. We did it when the children were home at lunch, before lunch, and then before dinner, before dad got home. And then before bedtime, if it was necessary. So we had three pickups every day. And by the way, if you have toddlers, God bless toddlers, who see baskets full of toys and they just love to dump them and walk away. If you have toddlers who do that, don't have baskets full of toys that they can dump and walk away from because those toys stay there all day long. Rotate your toys out. Put a couple of things out for them to play with. But don't put all that you have in one room so that they can dump it and leave a mess. Another thing that I need in daily habits are cleared and clean kitchen countertops, table, and sink. Absolutely critical. So it gets cleaned up after breakfast, cleaned up after lunch, cleaned up after dinner. And if there are snacks in between, it's a quick cleanup after that. That takes like 10 seconds. The floors need to be swept in the kitchen and a load of laundry done every day if my children are not old enough to do their own laundry. So if your children are old enough to do it, have a schedule. Who does their laundry on Monday? Who does their laundry on Tuesday and throughout the week? But if your children are too young, then have a load of laundry every day. If you wait until the end of the week or one day to do all of your laundry, for most people, that is overwhelming and it never gets put away. Now, if you're someone who loves laundry and you want to have Tuesday as your your laundry days, great. Have Tuesday as your laundry days. Remember, you're designing the schedule according to what works for you. But one load of laundry in the wash, in the dryer, folded and put away before 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock. Or if you're working outside the home, you can put the load in the morning, come home, put it in the dryer, half an hour later, 40 minutes later, take it out, fold it, and have it put away. Okay, those are the daily habits. Those things take like not 10 minutes. They're just routines, follow-through habits that we have gotten into and we don't even realize that we're doing them. So we tack them on a little bit throughout our day. We don't even know we've done it. It, it doesn't even affect us. But we have to do them daily. Now for weekly cleaning tasks. Again, I'm going to give you some options and you decide what works for you. Get the download. In the download, you'll have a space where you can create your schedule. You know, when you write something down, that is your first step in committing to it. So you may say in your brain, oh yeah, I'm going to start doing this on Monday. And then Monday comes, you don't have anything written down, you don't have a plan, and you're like, well, shoot, I didn't do it Monday, I'll try tomorrow. And then tomorrow, it's like, you know, starting the diet tomorrow, right? So if you write it down, you will commit to it. And again, decide how you want to do it. You may want to do zone cleaning where you divide your home into zones. So zone one could be the kitchen and breakfast area. Zone two, the family or great room. Zone three could be bathrooms. Zone four could be bedrooms. Zone five could be your master bath. And then each day you pick a zone and you do everything in that zone. It'll take maybe 15, 20 minutes. 
That includes dusting, picking up, vacuuming. Or you could decide that you're just going to do bathrooms one day, bedrooms one day, dusting, vacuuming floors, and a kitchen deep clean. Those are five separate cleaning tasks for each day of the week. Now, also in bedrooms, okay, if you're a mom who's still picking up your child's bedroom or making their bed if they go off to school, stop doing that. Stop doing it. And you say, well, I don't want the fight before they go to school. You have allowed them to have that fight. So you need to commit and tell your child, look, when you get out of bed in the morning, turn around and make it. And when you leave that room to go to school, make sure everything is picked up. And if it's not, then when you come home, not only will you do that, but I'll have another cleaning task for you to do. They need consequences in order to instill habits if they don't do them the first or second or third time. Now, when you're teaching a new habit, they will forget. And I would give a little grace in the beginning. So when they come home, they might want to snack right away or go play right away. You say, nope, the first thing you need to do is go up and take care of your room that you didn't take care of this morning. And then when they do that, then they can come down for their snack or go play. All right, so I would not put in consequences until you've given, you know, a good week to help them get into the habit. But you must be consistent in implementing and enforcing the habit. Now, we can have all these cleaning days and figure out our zones or whatever our cleaning task is going to be for that day. But if we don't follow through on those daily habits, it's going to be a disaster. Because the weekly cleaning will take us so long because we'll have to do the seven days worth of daily habits of picking up and making sure that everything is where it ought to be before we can even really begin to clean. And if we haven't instilled good daily follow-through habits in everyone, the area we clean will be a wreck in 10 minutes and won't get clean until the following week. So have I emphasized enough (laughs) how important daily follow-through habits are? If they take their shoes off, they put them in the closet or the basket. If they brush their teeth, they put the toothbrush back in the drawer and they make sure there's no globs of toothpaste in the sink. If they use a dish, they wash it, dry it, and put it away or put it in the dishwasher. Now, I'm a big believer in delegating. You'll find on the download ways to delegate the weekly cleaning tasks and at what age children are capable of doing the task. Now, when my youngest left for college, you know I have seven children, I turned to my husband and I said, "Uh, now who's going to clean the house? And he looked at me with this nervous look and quickly left the room because he knew he was next on the list. But actually, we've figured it out. And we keep our home orderly and clean. And he has his tasks and I have my tasks. And we've worked it out. All right, now on to decluttering. And again, This may be where you want to begin. You may need to declutter first. That's totally fine. Just don't try to do it all at the same time, right? We're doing a little bit every day. Decluttering can be a motivating process or it can be a brick wall that you hit and stop you before you even begin. For many, decluttering your home is essential to establishing cleaning habits and systems. But if you have too much stuff, 
or things are not in their proper place, cleaning can become an overwhelming task. Again, let's remember why we're doing this. We want a clean, orderly, efficiently run home that gives our family a stress-free physical environment, a bright and cheerful home that serves us rather than enslaves us. We have too much stuff. Have you watched Little House in the Prairie recently? I mean, they had nothing, right? They were happy. We have too much stuff. I have a daughter-in-law who has a great way of doing things where when new things come in, she takes what they have that they haven't played with or it's broken or, and she takes it up and boxes it out and removes it. And that's her way of trying to stay on top of all the stuff. We have periodically, probably every three or four years, we've rented one of those um, big garbage dumpsters and they put it on our driveway and we spend a weekend with the kids when they were home and we would declutter our home and get rid of junk, things that were broken, things we didn't use and nobody else would want, and we just really did a purge. It's something to think about, purging your home. We need to declutter on a regular basis, right, so that when stuff comes in, if it's junk, we just pitch it right away. Just because someone gave you a gift doesn't mean you must keep it. Give it away. Put it in a bag, put it in a box to take to St. Vincent's or Goodwill. With a decluttered home, we aren't constantly assaulted with what we perceive are our failures. Every time we walk into a room that is a mess, we feel emotionally responsible for it and often see ourselves as a failure for not keeping it clean. Nobody could keep it clean with so much stuff. The visual assault causes our bodies to experience stress and overwhelm. The more we see it and live with it, the more stressed and overwhelmed we become until we just give up on ever fixing the problem, which doesn't make us happy, but actually rather confirms that we're a failure. We're not. We just need to take action. I had a beautiful, beautiful mom young mom come and say to me one time, I don't know how, so I just can't. And I said, you need to find out how and just do. Don't let fear paralyze you. Don't let overwhelm paralyze you. You are responsible for your actions, not your feelings. Don't let your feelings decide how you're going to act. You let your thoughts tell you to take action. And as we begin the process of taking back control of our home, it's important to remember, as with anything, with pregnancy or weight gain, you didn't grow a baby or put on 20 pounds in a day. You won't get your home decluttered and clean in a day either. But by setting small, achievable goals each day, you can have that home you long for and keep it that way through your daily habits. All right, where to begin in decluttering? Again, here are some options. Choose which is best for you, but choose and stick with it. Procrastinating because you're always looking for something better 
or think, oh, I'll just do that tomorrow and then you don't do it. And then like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. You don't do it. I'll try something else. No, pick an option, begin with it. The first rule of success I want to tell you is this. Wherever you decide to begin, do not begin with the pictures and the memorabilia boxes and the baby boxes or whatever you use to keep the mementos from your kids. That is the most difficult place to declutter because there's so much emotional attachment to those things. Save that space for after your orderly decluttered house and cleaning schedule is humming. All right, let's go to option one. Begin with your pain point. Look at the list in the download and order the rooms from greatest need to least need. Whichever room causes you the most stress from disorder or too much stuff could be the best place to begin. Usually, the kitchen is a great place to start because we're in it so much of the day. But you decide what is your biggest pain point. And after you've decluttered the first pain point room, then work down your list. Don't forget, the goal here is to get rid of stuff, not just rearrange the stuff you have, moving it to a different room, get rid of it, or find a place for it where it really needs to be. I would strongly suggest that although your closet may be your big pain point, for some of us, you decide, you have to figure out for yourself. For some of us, it's so overwhelming that we can't even begin it. And then we don't even get on the road to decluttering and we don't have any successes that say, yes, I can do that. See, look how nice that looks. So you decide if you think you can barrel through your closet, do it first. If not, it's okay. Go to the next pain point and come back to it after you've seen that, yes, you can do this. Again, Rome wasn't built in a day and your home won't be free of clutter in a day. You'll see in that download a two-week challenge that helps you identify a schedule where you can declutter your whole home in two weeks. If that's too ambitious, then make it a four-week schedule. It doesn't matter. Just begin. There are days off built into the challenge schedule. Know yourself. If taking a day off will stop your momentum, then don't take it off. And if you don't take it off, you'll be done in 12 days rather than 14 days. Again, this is for you. Sometimes, though, we need a break. And those days are built in to renew and re-energize your mindset and your tired body. Another key is to limit your time. Decide if you're going to spend 30 minutes or an hour. But without a deadline, we'll extend the project and never really finish. So if I say... I am going to declutter my closet this afternoon. Well, there's no end time to that. And I will take all afternoon and probably not finish it. So set a timer for an hour or 30 minutes and do as much as you can. It may not be perfect. It may not be complete, but you've made progress. That's really important. And I would suggest that you put some earbuds in and listen to music or podcast Use this time to sort of relax or listening to something that you don't have time to listen to throughout the day while you're doing your decluttering. Okay, you'll need three bags, one to donate, one to pitch, and one to relocate. You may want a basket for relocate. It's up to you. 
empty out everything in the specific space. Now be careful about this. If you're decluttering your laundry room, you can empty everything out. But if you're decluttering the kitchen, I would empty a drawer at a time, like your utensil drawer, your dishcloth drawer, okay? And then after you empty a drawer, clean it, declutter it, and put that back before you take something else out. So do one at a time. Ask yourself these questions. Do I need this? Okay, I'm not a big, does it bring me joy person. Uh, You know, there's nothing about a fork that brings me joy, but I need it, so I'm going to keep it. Unless, of course, the fork is bent or it's gone through the garbage disposal accidentally, and then I'll pitch it. So do I need this? If not, donate it or pitch it. Is it in good working condition? If not, pitch it. How often do I use it? If you want to keep it, but don't use it often, consider relocating it to a different area. I have an old file cabinet in the garage where I keep pans that I use, but I use them infrequently. But they're there when I go out and I know exactly where they are and they are ordered out there. You can find uh, old filing cabinets at Goodwill or St. Vincent de Paul. You can get them really cheap, put them in your garage or put them in your basement. I like it in my garage because it's close to my kitchen. The other question you ask is, will I use this in the future? Now, that's hard to know, but sometimes you look at something like, yeah, I'm never going to use that. I don't even know what it is. So pitch it. Don't take too long asking yourself these questions. Be ruthless. Don't overthink it. Put the item in the proper container and move on. Now, after you've sorted, purged, now what? All right, you've gone through the items in the area. Take the bags immediately out to the garage. Put the pitch bags in the trash can and the donate bags in your car. It's best to take those bags to the donation shop right away. Otherwise, you'll just have bags of stuff cluttering your garage. And then go back and as you're sorting and putting things back in order, you're going to put like things together where you'll use them. Take the relocate box and put the items where you think they should be. Or give that task to one of your kids. Whatever you do, don't just relocate everything from one place to another. Remember, the goal here is to get rid of stuff, not just rearrange the stuff we have. As you begin or progress in keeping your home orderly, know that you won't be perfect. Have I mentioned that before? (laughs) It's so important. Oh gosh, as women, as wives, as mothers, so many of us struggle with perfection. My hand is raised. Perfectionism is such a weight on us. And it stops us from doing so much in life. It's a seriously effective tool to discourage us. Don't use it against yourself and don't use it against others. It will take time to develop a new skill or to get better at the skill you've already been doing. Be kind to yourself while challenging yourself to work with more focus and consistency. And then you'll be able to keep your home clean in 15 to 20 minutes a day. I know how hard it is to keep everyone in the family on the declutter orderly train. Quite frankly, some days I looked forward to all seven children moving out because only then would I know that when I opened the drawer for the scissors, they would actually be there. And then I remembered I had a husband who also uses scissors. All we can do is our best. Although never 
underestimate your potential. Remember your goal. You can do this. You can create a bright, cheerful home that serves your family one day at a time, one habit at a time. Don't forget to download the Orderly and Clean Home PDF and make your schedule. You'll find it at findingjoyinmotherhood.com forward slash home. Take care. I hope you have a great week getting on top of the order and the cleanliness of your home to create those bright, cheerful, happy homes. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a review, and share with friends. Thank you. Have a great week.